Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. I heard something recently that I thought was really interesting. I can't find who said this quote. I've, I've looked for it. It was somebody like Joseph Campbell just saying, I bet I don't know if it was him. I actually tried to to look that up, but I could not find it. But what the quote was is, if you know the path, it's the wrong path. And I thought, I, I can tell you at certain times in my life, I would not have believed that because it would have seemed like the path would kind of show itself to you, right? Like the right path to take would kind of somehow miraculously just just show itself and then you would say, oh, there it is, that's the right path. But I think about how often in my life I take the same path over and over again because it is tried and true. I've done it. I know how to do it. It's easy. It's, you know, it's not challenging. I know how this story ends. I know what I'm going to see. <laughs> it works. This path works. I know the expect I know what to expect from it. 2 plus 2 equals 4. I, and I've been practicing the art of creating. And when you're creating, actively creating, you cannot continue to do the same thing and expect different results. But going the new way is scary. You don't know how it's going to turn out. It may be a colossal failure. But this thing happens and that is kind of the unexpected the unexpected thing happens. Except for me, in some ways, like <laughs> some things I sort of expect because they've become the norm in my life of 
not doing what I normally do. <laughs> so, I last year my car broke down. So my my transmission in my car gives out and I take it to this place and they want 2400 they tell they quote me $2400 between parts and labor to fix my transmission and i didn't have any i didn't even have enough money and credit to like pay for it i just had found myself in a situation and i ended up getting this it was a snap loan <laughs> okay so <laughs> and so I signed up for this thing and it was crazy they they give me like I signed up for it and the next thing I know they basically tell me they have my bank account number okay and they tell me we are going to take $200 out of your account twice a month. We're going to take it on this day and this day. And your first payment is actually, ironically, it was on Christmas Day. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was really scared. I'm like, okay, I don't know how this is going to work out. So... I get my car back, I have my loan, I, and at the same time, I have like all this really crazy stuff going on in my life where I got this teaching job that was like a real lifesaver for me at the time. And, and I, and I didn't have to drive as much and it was, and I don't want to get into a whole lot of detail on that, but um and then i i i have this opportunity to get this large amount of money to be able to pay off this loan here's the thing i had to pay this loan off in 30 days and if i didn't pay the loan off in 30 days i would have had to have paid 140% interest so I would have been paying the two hundred, the four hundred dollars a month for a year. They would have been taking the money just out of my account if I, if I didn't. But if I paid it off in thirty days, I would pay it off without any interest. So I end up like somehow getting a copy of the actual getting a copy of this this loan information and it doesn't say anything on it about the 30-day option so I end up calling calling and I'm like really defensive and I and I talk to this guy you know at the snap loan place and he says oh yeah if you pay it off on the before this date and uh and he and I end up having this really long kind of sweet conversation just about stuff and it was like the beginning of this coronavirus and I don't know I was asking him I think he was calling me from Costa Rica and I'm like 
I'm like, so what's going on in Costa Rica with the, you know, coronavirus? And we're, yak, 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 whatever. So anyway, I'm, so I'm waiting on this large sum of money. And it's not coming. It's not being put in my account. And I'm just like, I'm really, really starting to get scared. But there was this one Saturday and I got paid from my teaching job and I just decided, oh, I'm just going to pay it. I'm just going to pay off this this loan and and basically taking my chances. And if I'm not able to pay other bills, then I'm not able to pay other bills. <laughs> and, and so I just call back. And really strangely, I call back and I get the same guy. So I call back and I give this guy my account information to pay off this loan. And it's the same guy that I talked to like a month earlier. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. And um, and I said, okay, how many of you are there? How many people are there in the call center? And he's like, oh, there's like 22. So like it was a one in 22 chance that I would have the same guy. Anyway, so I pay it off, and within a half an hour, I get news that I would have gotten the money into my account before the date. And so the whole thing worked out, and I just sat there in utter amazement, and I just I just wanted to cry. So anyway, fast forward to the... To, later in the year which is like now my car is my transmission is failing again I don't know exactly what's going on here but my transmission is failing again so I end up calling that company back and then they say and I choose Veterans Day the 11 11 the 11th of of November because I don't have to work that day. It was a holiday for me. So I end up driving the car down and I and I leave it and they say and they just it was just 3 weeks. It was actually 3 weeks before they said you need to come tomorrow to pick up the car or come tomorrow by 10:30 and pick up the car. So and it was really really so tricky to figure all this out because I had to take a tram I had to take a tram because I mean unless I was going to impose on somebody to just drive me down there um, and that was kind of seemed stupid so I decided I was just going to pay to go down there and and I get down there and the car isn't ready the car isn't ready the car isn't ready it's it, it's just really kind of a long story but anyway so I get my car back and I drive it home everything's all good with the world and I'm just so happy to have my car and and I end up then my car starts acting funny it starts acting funny and it's like every time I turn like especially right like it was bad left too but when I turned right I mean it sounded like 
my wheel was just going to come off and just the car was just going to disintegrate. I mean, it was a horrible sound. And I, and I was like, Oh God. And I'm, I just was, I just didn't want to face it. I just like, I did not want to face it. I, 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 and I was like, Oh my gosh, how much is this going to be? And since I actually believe at this point that we create our reality, I'm, I'm like, why would I create this? I'm like, why in the world would I create this? Now, now, I've thought about this quite a bit, and it just is sort of life. It, it's part of life that things just sort of, like, fall apart like with age like cars or you know or we have to get dental work done or you know we um we need to go see a doctor because we get symptoms on something or you know we have things come up that we have to face like habitually and and I'm like do we create them and and if there is nothing that goes by us that we have not created, I was like, why would I create this? And, and so I, I was like, gosh, you know, and it was like, it's like right before Christmas that I've been so excited this Christmas to like buy gifts for my children and friends. And I, I just like, you know, I've been decorating and, um, I put a big wreath on my kitchen, on my, um, my front door. And I've just been like very feeling very festive this year. And so I was like, God, you know, I just, so I'm sitting at, um, I'm having a, uh, happy hour kind of thing with my friend who was in town and, and I was just telling her, I'm like, God, you know, I just, I'm just really sad about this. I'm I'm just scared and I just don't even know what to think and she goes, "Well, you sh really should take take your car to this one shop in town." She said, "You should take it to this shop, you know." So I I wake up the next so that night, which was actually last night, I go to bed and I'm just like and this is just such a feeling that I just really need to talk about because I'm not sure that other people have this. I'm not sure other people have this. I just don't know. It's something I think from my childhood that I, I feel like somehow I am like morally like it is morally wrong for something to be up with my car. Like I've done something like, like there, there's all kinds of stuff around my, my condo. I live in a townhome and there's just so many different things. I mean, my con, my, my condo is from the 1970s. It's a really, really cute place. And, but you know, it's, you know, what is it like 80 years old, like seventies, no 50, 
it's like 50 years old. Like, why would I expect everything in this place to be like perfect? And so, but then I think there's like something intrinsically wrong with me when I don't get things fixed or I don't. And there's like this weird sense of like, the only way I know how to describe it is shame. Like I did something wrong, like I was neglectful. Like somehow I was neglectful that my that my car was making this this um sound and I had to take it in. So anyway, see so it was actually this morning. I but between last night and this morning, I just decided I I don't know the path, but I'm going on this path. I'm not really sure how it's going to end. I may have a $1,200 bill at the end of it. I don't know how I'm going to pay for it, but... I mean, one of the things that I've learned is, is again, that I absolutely love my car. I mean, this is a car that I, I absolutely love this car. And I, I, I have like this, this subscription to a car wash and I, and I habitually take it to get washed, like kind of religiously, like every week I get this car washed and I vacuum it. Um, and I'm, and I just. I absolutely love my car. And um and that was one of the things I learned in this, you know, that I just really like this car. And and I was like I'm just going to face it. I'm just going to face it. I'm going to face this fear. I'm going to face this feeling. I'm going to face not knowing what's coming. I'm going to and when I have feelings of doubt, I'm going, I'm going to fight them. I'm going to fight those feelings. Like, because sometimes I've, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've really tried to figure out exactly what to do in the face of fear or adversity or whatever this feeling is, like conflict or Something is not going the way that I would want it to. It's like, and what do we do in that face, in the face of that? And so I just decided, I, I'm going to trust. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I am going to trust in God. And I am going to do everything in my power not to worry about this. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how much it's going to cost. But I will do everything in my power to have this not take one moment of my joy. And it's at this point that I want to share something. So I have this, he's like my guru. I, he has had the biggest impact on me of anybody any books I've read or anything he has had the biggest impact on me and that is David Hawkins PhD MMD and he wrote 
Power Versus Force and other books. And I I was watching one of his YouTubes recently and he he was talking about he talks a lot about enlightenment, which I believe is synonymous with these terms like um like ascension or awakening. I think enlightenment, I think they're similar if not the same experience is is what I'm beginning to gather about the situation. But anyway, he so he's he there's this this YouTube and he and somebody was asking him and they and they ask him like questions a lot and they said, Well well what will happen to the children? Like if I go and I bliss out and I go into Nirvana like what will happen to the children and he starts laughing and he says well God will take care of the children and so I decided to put this into practice and say God is going to take care of my car I don't know how but I'm giving this to God I'm giving this to God I don't know how it's going to turn out but I'm just going to give it to God so the next morning I'm I'm doing my work and luckily a huge blessing in all of this is that I have access to a company car. Now folks, <laughs> I have been doing this kind of work for about 20 years. Different capacities, different job titles, but I have been basically an in-home or in-center type coach or counselor kind of work and so I've had to drive my cars my cars have been like virtually ruined by the amount of um of mileage that I've put on them for these businesses and I've never worked for a company that had a company car <laughs> So like one of the things that was so appealing about my job is that I was like, okay, we have a company car. And then my supervisor, she goes so far as she says, look, if you have access to a car and you don't use it, you may not ask for mileage to be paid. Um, because evidently she, we pay for these cars, our grant helps to pay for these cars, paint and maintain them. And it is cheaper for her to, to, to do it that way than to pay our mileage on top of it. So, so, <laughs> and so I have had access to a company car for the last like month. And so Yesterday, I picked up the company car and I wasn't going to because I was going to just drive my car because my visits yesterday were so close by. But anyway, so that has been another huge blessing of the job that I have right now. Um, but I decide to call my friend's mechanic like she had suggested. I decide to call them. So I call up and I say, you know, my friend had recommended you this is what happened and and the guy's like oh yeah just bring it in around one o'clock 
But I'm like, okay, so I gather up all my belongings, like my work stuff, which is all basically packed into like a briefcase. And I and I go and I sit in the lobby of the mechanic place. So I'm and I tell the guy, get in there, I tell the guy, and he's like, Okay, well let me take a look at it. So <laughs> and I tell he's like, I'll 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 drive it, I'll see, you know, and I'm like, Ugh drive at your own risk because I mean it was making a really bad sound and so he I see him drive it and then I see him like I hear him open a garage door and then the car disappears so he took the the car into a garage and I'm assuming hoisted it up on a on a on a god I can't even think of the name right now doesn't matter and um and all the while I'm sitting there doing my work. So I'm like writing reports and doing data entry and <laughs> anyway, and so and then and then the next thing I know he's like driving the car again and I'm like, What in the world? I just didn't even know what to make of any of this and I didn't hear anything about anything. <laughs> so the guy walks in and he hands his coworker the keys to my car. He goes, oh, okay, here it is, you know. And I'm like, I'm like, what is happening? I'm thinking, what in the world is happening? Like, and he, and the guy goes, oh, he didn't tell you what was up with your car? And I'm like, no. So he, the guy pulls out this diagram and he shows me and he, and he said, well, one of the nuts on this thing had come loose. And he said, and then we tightened it. It'll be fine. He said, we wanted to replace it, but we just used the old one and we tightened it and it'll be fine. And and that'll be $44.18. And I, and I, <laughs> and I opened my wallet, which like is another, like I have a, brand new wallet I bought it for myself like a couple weeks ago I had had the same wallet I am one of these people that I really like certain things and I'm I don't know I just like them and so like for me replacing my wallet was like a big deal like and and the wallet that I had was, it was like a $80 wallet, which for me, like, I don't know, it was a little expensive. And it it was this brand, and but I loved it. It was this beautiful color of green, and I absolutely loved this wallet. But I had had it for like 20 years. I had had the same wallet for 20 years. And we're like, gosh, girl, you know, like sometimes you just got to buy a new wallet. And um, and I just could not find one that I liked. And I just didn't want to spend the money, yada, yada, yada. But anyway, recently I have bought myself this new wallet. And I love this wallet. So I take my wallet out and I and I pull out. $40 and you know in 18 so I hand it to the guy and I and then he hands me this receipt 
those of you who follow my material know that I am really into triple numbers and I I could not believe it when I saw I just couldn't believe it when I saw the invoice number it had 555 in it which is a very significant number for me and I'm standing there and I just I start to cry like right in front of this guy I'm like I, I was so taken back by this experience and I get in my car and I'm still crying I'm just I'm just like I just felt so incredibly blessed and I just had this realization that that when we don't it's like I was I was reminded even today of this priest I used to go to this place in Phoenix called the Franciscan Renewal Center. And I used to go to this, uh, the, the, like, the young adult mass. Actually, on Sunday evenings. It was a Sunday evening mask, not mass, not during the day. And a lot of times, this priest was giving this mass. His name was Father Alonzo. Father Alonzo was like your quintessential Franciscan priest. I think he, I think he weighed, I'm not sure how much he weighed, but he was a really, really large man. <laughs> but he used to cuss like a sailor. I mean, he used to fly off with the F word and he he just had the worst potty mouth and we're just like looking at him like because we couldn't believe he talked like this because you're not supposed to cuss like that as a catholic we're just like you know aren't you using the lord's name in vain you know and he said no and he he would come off rattle off something and i didn't understand what he meant but i do now i do understand what he meant it is exactly like that, taking the Lord's name in vain. It is, it is not understanding the power of the Lord's name. It's not having faith in that power. The power of that which created everything. It's like you never want to take the Lord's name in vain when you say in Jesus name when you say amen when you declare something is done something you never want to take in vain the power that is behind that belief that God has the power is the only power that is and 
creates and is sustained and is nurturing and is loving. And so when we doubt, when we doubt, I don't really believe in sin, but if there is a sin, it is doubting that power. And I think that's what he meant. I don't really remember what the priest said, but. And so I have spent the majority of my life knowing to some degree that there was this, that when I ask, it was given and that I couldn't always see it. But I had major doubts. I had doubts about my own worthiness. I had doubts about the love of God. I had doubts about because I really had learned that God had human characteristics. That God was mad at me. That that I had to earn these things that I was somehow unworthy I mean we say I'm not worthy to receive you but only say the word and I shall be healed before receiving communion and even Christians try to say that it is not based on our merit that we are saved. It, we are saved because of the love of God. Everything is. Everything is. Because God is good. And we can all just have this gigantic group huddle on that that God's light and love shines upon all. And it's us to varying degrees who are not able to receive because of our beliefs. And so I am in the process of changing my beliefs. And today was evidence of exactly what I've been talking about in all of my material today was the evidence that when I when I trusted when I decided to trust when I decided to to take the road that I didn't know how what the outcome was going to be that I was, I was blessed. It all worked out. It turned out to be something fixable and easy. And so I say thank you. I sit in appreciation. Because 
in my in my podcast recently I had this realization that that is why I do everything I do because I want to prove I want my life to mean something I want to leave something for my children for my community for my I want to leave something and this is what I want it to leave this is what I want to leave I want my life to matter and to be proof that these principles are the nature of reality that they are provable that I have evidence I have a hard evidence about what I am talking about that when Jesus said we ask and it is it is given when we ask it is given it is always given and I am learning to receive I'm learning to stand in the unknown and I have I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know how it's going to come. I'm going to to I'm going to go into the fear. I'm going to I'm going to stop. I'm going to trust. I'm going to I'm going to say no to doubt. And yes to faith. <laughs> And so today was a really amazing day. And I've just been sort of basking in it. And I've been wanting to do this podcast about that thing I had heard. If you know the path, it's the wrong path. I thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you more than you could possibly imagine. (laughs) I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.